You're listening to Established, a podcast at Chess Mountain Church. What's up, y'all? It's your host, Kelsey, with my co-host, B-Burrito. B-B-B-B-B! Here we go again. It's a new nickname every week. Could sound like the first bean burrito, was, oh, bar burrito. So many takes oh, on your name. This is burritos. Rest in peace. I mean, I know it's still out there. There's but a lot around here. No, and that's okay. Sad, but we you got to keep the burritos. That's right. What's the deal with us in this podcast? We've been, this is week two. We've talked about like Tex-Mex food. That's on me. I, I will take full responsibility. There's for nothing that. wrong with it. You're right. You're right. But when it comes to those kind of restaurants. First of all, we got to introduce our guest. We have that's, another guest on the show. That's right. But then I have a question for banter. Man, it's our friend Blake Hogley joining Woo-hoo! us today. Come on, Blake. <laughs> hey, Hot. What's up, y'all? I'm Blake. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here and listen at Bee Burrito. That's Aww. right. And Kels, we got Kels. We got Bee Burrito. Man, we need a better we get to, for you. We get to share what's on our hearts and see what's going on. I love yeah. it. I love it. Well, BB wants to ask something lighthearted. Well, listen, when it, when it comes to restaurants like. Diablo's, Big Burrito, Bar Burritos, mm. Moe's, Chipotle. Yep. What's the top of our list? Big Burritos. I stand by it. My opinion from last week's podcast. I stand by it today. Big Burritos, unmatched. But if we're going the fast food route and we're not including something like Big Burritos, easily Moe's. I'll yes. stand by it till the day I die. Moe's. Yeah. Moe's is 100% better than Chipotle. Amen. A bowl. When I think when I think of Moe's, I think of a bowl, yeah. right? Well, I think of mm. anything on their menu <laughs> is better than Chipotle. Specifically their queso yeah. and their meat. Something about anything, oh. even the yep. experience. Yep. Any restaurant I walk into and they yell at me with excitement <laughs> that I'm there, I'm for it. You just love angry sounding people. <laughs> They're don't not we? angry. Welcome to Moe's. That's exciting. See, I feel like if it were a little angrier, that would fuel something in you. You've probably got that would. burning, like, just want to yell at people. It's probably because I'm short, heart. but. <laughs> probably because. Of... <laughs> but I do love Moe's. I used to go eat Moe's by it. myself. Me too. Moe's is good. Moe's is good. Moe's Monday. Got to celebrate. Yeah, and I had other friends that wanted to eat Chipotle. It's like, this is overpriced trash. Unless you want to sponsor us, Chipotle. Well, and I can vouch then for I can that. Then I can get behind that. used to. Produce the chicken that goes to Chipotle. Did you? Whoa. Not a fun fan. fact. Not discouraging anybody from Chipotle. <laughs> if that's your thing, <laughs> by all means go. I mean, it's preference, you know. Do your thing, I guess. Do your thing. If you want to be wrong, I guess you could be wrong. <laughs> but if you are in Oakwood or near Oakwood, Georgia, mm. Big Burrito, shout out Gus. Hit My us up dog. with that sponsor for the pod. Would love that. Well, speaking of being wrong about your favorite <laughs> what a transition um have you ever been wrong about your understanding of the trinity <laughs> yes. well, that was smooth so here we are here week we are. three <laughs> <laughs> just embrace it is what it is but man I'm, I'm really excited to be here talking about week three of christian belief talking about the doctrine of the trinity and Man, couldn't be more excited to have Blake joining us for this conversation. Yeah. I just keep reflecting on, and BB said it right before we started, the looks on people's faces mm. during this teaching of just yeah. this look of, I barely understand what I think I understand, but I also know that it's 
going to continue to be a mystery and something in me's got to be okay with that. So lots to unpack. It's a great topic to teach on if you want to just have zero confidence in your teaching ability. Yes, That's a good word. absolutely. So welcome, absolutely. welcome to the pod. Here we are. So let's just jump right in. Let's I got it. lots of questions. Yeah, you do. Uh, so need all the time to talk about them. So first... The Trinity, the main idea for this is that God eternally exists as one God and three distinct persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, each of whom are fully God, yet there is just one God. And already it sounds confusing. (laughs) So as Christians, we confess that our God is triune, that is the Trinity, and we believe in one God, that is monotheism. So here we are, Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three individual persons, one God. What does this even mean? Like, how how do we make sense of this (laughs) in our human minds? Because already, if I'm just looking at the language of it, my mind's blown. Mm -hmm. So help me. Layman's terms, bring it down to me. Yeah. Yeah, so um, go I'll, I'll go like. ahead and, uh, since BB's the biblical scholar over here, <laughs> I figured right. I would go ahead and just throw it out We're there. We're in so much can, trouble. Uh, he can elaborate on I'll that as it. well. So I think when we look at the Trinity, I think what it is, it, if we regard it according to the flesh, we can't comprehend it. Mm. Right. That's the, the first thing we got to understand. Um, as my walk as a believer, I've understood the Trinity more as I've grown in my unity and my love for Jesus. That's good. That's good. Okay. And I think that I think that when you look at three distinct persons, but one essence of God, right? Yeah. God the Father, Yahweh, right? We have Jesus, the Son, in whom the Father is well pleased, and the Spirit, the helper that he sends out into the world. And when we look at that, I think what we got to understand when they say that they're one God is this idea of, of, of it's just unity it's pure it's the yeah. essence of who they are at their core yeah right um i feel like if we're not careful if we regard it according to the flesh we slip into this thing well how can they be three persons but one person well they never said they were one person they said they were three persons and one god yeah right god obviously has a name yahweh jesus has a name and the holy spirit his helper who he sends out into the world so unifying the unifying essence of God is what we have to look at. It's unity. It's all based on unity. It's always been based on unity. Um, and it's hard for us to understand that unity because we are being reconciled back to the father. We, yeah. We've been severed for the father. Jesus, Jesus and the spirit are a product of God eternally. We're not right. So it understanding that must first, we must first understand that they are who they say they are. Mm-hmm. And I think unity is the first place we can start when we look at Paul as he's writing in his teachings. He's constantly te- uh, writing letters to the churches. He's telling them, he's like, hey, you need to keep the unity of peace, the unity of peace. Let there be no division. Where there's right. division, there's no unity. But see, with the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, there's never been division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They agree in one, they are one, and they always will be one. That's and good, I think Blake. that's just the basic concept of of the Trinity. Yeah. 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 That's. I mean, this is a... Um, this is a mystery. Yeah. And and it is not to be, um, it is to be searched, but we will never fully comprehend it. That's right. Right. Um, and the reality is like, I think where we get so hung up on the confusion is we're putting, we're trying to put human terms yep. to the divine. Yep. And so we're, we're trying to 
in our best ability, be able to put words that help us understand who they are, who God is. And he's, but he's divine. Yeah. And so the, even the word persons, I think is like, a, is something that we get hung up on. Yeah. But the reality is he's one God, three persons with, and the persons have distinct roles. Yeah. Uh, Scott Swain, um, a biblical scholar says relations of origin are relations of fromness. Yeah. And so the reality is like, um, the distinction in the Trinity is the, the, and so like, um, in the teaching on this where I got, I feel like I got all the blank stares was like <laughs> the scholarly way to talk about how the Trinity relates to one another is the father eternally begets the son. Right. Yep. The son is eternally begotten of the father yep. and the Holy spirit is eternally breathed forth by the father and the son, which makes it sound like Jesus and the spirit are creator or creations. Yep. But the, the importance in that definition is the word eternal. Yeah. Eternally. Mm-hmm. So we're always trying to put these words and words are past, present or future tense. Right. Yeah. And so we're trying to put like a, a timeline right. with our words on God and he's outside of time. Yeah. Yep. He's eternal. Yep. And so, um, the, it's the importance of knowing that how the, how God works in his three persons, because the father is God. The Son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. Right. If not, we fall into heresy. And yeah. so um, it's important to see that they the, the roles is what distinguishes mm. them from right. one another. But they're the same God. Right. Yep. Um, and that, that will hurt your mind. <laughs> even as I'm like, yes. even as I'm in my whatever confidence I can have with this, right. my mind's hurting. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like you have to, and maybe you're listening and you're like, gosh, when I've tried to explain the Trinity, um, my mind just hurts and I feel like I, I have to keep talking and talking and talking to try to rationalize this doctrine. Yeah. Because it is an important doctrine. Eric Eric T., who I will constantly never know how to say his last name until mm-hmm. he tells me. Yep. Maybe he will tell me one day. He says biblical Christianity stands or falls on the doctrine of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's the case, like, we should know it. To whatever yeah. capacity that we can know it, right? Yep. Which I think is important. Yeah. I think it's an important doctrine that we dive into and and we wrestle with. Yeah. And I love that you're already talking about. Oh, sorry, the, I probably the, jumped. Ahead. No, no, this is great. <laughs> talking about the the importance for the roles, right? Yeah. Of like it's got to settle in me that God is one. Yeah. But it also has to settle in me that God is three persons. And I think about it from like a workplace stance when we talk about this phrase of role clarity and how important it is for us to, to know our role, to to know how to operate, to know Mm. how the team works best when I do what I'm supposed to do. Sure. It is also important for us to understand the clarity of roles of God. Yeah. And so this word Trinity triune triunity is the equivalent of unity and distinction. Yeah. So how can he be one yet working together, but they're also different and distinct, Yeah. but it doesn't take anything away from him. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering since BB's already gone there a little bit talking about if we're not careful with the language of the verbs that it sounds like we're trying to put tenses, yeah. timelines to, to these roles. Yeah. 
Blake and I, we had a conversation about this um, last week that was super fruitful and I'd love to kind of go back there, Blake. So if I'm not careful, it is really easy for me to buy into this narrative that each of them have a beginning because if I'm misinterpreting scripture, so if I am unequipped in knowledge of the Old Testament and I'm really New Testament heavy, then chances are what I'm going to do when I'm thinking about the three distinct persons in the Trinity is I'm going to refer to, well, Genesis 1-1 says that in the beginning, God. So I'm thinking God has a beginning because to me, beginning means start. And to God, time looks different, right? But if I'm passively reading the text, it's easy for me to think that there's a start date to God. Are you tracking with me? Yep. So in the same way, when I think about Jesus, here we are. We're in the New Testament now. We're in the Gospels. Jesus is born. So clearly, he's come to the earth as a baby. He has a start date. And when I think about the Holy Spirit, I'm thinking about Acts 2. Yeah. Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell. And there's clarity there. And so if I have not spent my time, done the work in the Old Testament, I can really, really easily believe into this lie Yeah, that the Holy Spirit has no place in the Old Testament. Jesus certainly doesn't have a place in the Old Testament. So, Blake, I would love for you to kind of help wrestle through. I know, aren't you glad that you get this one? But yeah. to kind of help us wrestle through, like, how, how do we reconcile that, that they've always been they've always been one even though they've always been three yeah so that takes us back to genesis obviously when we, when we read in the word the word clearly tells us it, that everything was created for god through god for his son through his son by his son right by the father through the son so you're like f- from the son from the father through the spirit wait wait i'm already confused right, right? right where right. do where do i go the reality of it is is jesus always has been yeah. Right. Like there, there is no start when you talk about eternal e- eternity. So I, I think that the first thing that we got to do in order to understand Jesus's place, right? Like Jesus had a, he, he came, he took the form of man by the will of the father. Right. So what we have to understand is why mm-hmm. you, you can't understand the Trinity unless you first understand why, why did Jesus do this? He did this for the ministry of reconciliation. So we, could be back with the father. So it pleased the father to pour the wrath on the son, that the son was obedient to the will of the father out of love, that he carried the shame that we could be reconciled to God and that he sent his helper into the world that we may have someone to follow. I say someone like it's a, like it's a a human or something, that we follow the spirit and the spirit guides us and leads us and all that we do. And what we have to understand is this isn't something new because when we look back in Psalms, we can clearly see that, David, and a lot of people argue this, David had these same experiences. David David didn't, you don't sit down and pray, God, save me from the pits of Sheol, save me from this dreaded world, and that you met me in the midst of my sorrow, you picked me up and you carried me to a place. You don't say things like this unless you are touched by the Spirit of God. Right. And the reality is, is we read in Hebrews that people died without the promise. But the, the, another reality is, and this, this is where the people get confused, that... Oh, so sorry. Gotta keep going. Where we get confused is that uh, 
<laughs> Sorry. That's so unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. Where we get confused is is in, in Hebrews, it talked about people dying without the promise. Yeah. But but we also see that these people, they had a relationship with the very one almighty God who created heavens and the earth. Mm. So what we got what we got to do is we got to draw it. Like, where's the line drawn? Yeah. Well, yeah. When, I, when I think uh, throughout the Old Testament about mentions of the spirit, I think one of the things that was confusing for me for a really long time is when when it's referenced as the spirit of God, we're, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. It's just different language. It's different mm-hmm. verbiage. Yep. So I think part of the confusion is I'm just thinking God's spirit as in like his personality yeah. versus like another role of yep. the Trinity. Like, I mean, in Genesis, the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Yeah. Like, yep. why, why did it take me so long to realize that's the Holy Spirit? It's yeah. God's spirit. God's spirit is the Holy Spirit, right? But sometimes that language we get really caught up in and we miss that they're acting in, in their roles, but they're still mm-hmm. very much one with the other. But God has always revealed himself as triune through all of the scriptures. I think sometimes we're just not looking for it because we've really boxed it to this is old, this is new. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. So like Jesus, the son of God, has eternally existed john one and the word was the word was in the beginning and the uh like the word was with god and the word there logos means is referring to jesus right yeah the reality is we see jesus come onto the scene in as we talked about last week the incarnation the son of god has eternally existed jesus did not begin when he was born he was just it was the incarnation right and the holy spirit comes on the scene in Pentecost to indwell believers. Right. Yep. Another scholars that would debate that there's indwelling in the Old Testament um, and then, uh, and not just in the New Testament. I think it sees differently. I think we would see that. I would see that maybe a little differently, but we see the Holy Spirit working, right? Right. This is how God reveals himself. Yep. So I think it's a helpful definition. I don't know if maybe I'm jumping ahead again. Please do. Um, the Father is the one who initiates all things. Yep. The Son is the one who accomplishes all things. And the Holy Spirit is the one who applies all things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even even in the Old Testament, salvation occurs before the crucifixion of Jesus yep. for the final payment in the in the promised hope, in the assurance that, that God was going to keep his covenant. Yeah. And so, um, and the Holy Spirit is the one sealing them. It, their salvation or their their uh, Holy Spirit sealing maybe looks a little different than it does after Pentecost, right? Right. Because we even see it, what happens with the disciples. There's 120 in the upper room and they're terrified. Yeah. yeah. Pentecost happens and Peter, good old Peter, who's terrified <laughs> of everyone and is a moron, Absolutely. and I relate to him so much, is boldly proclaiming the gospel in the streets. So they're locked up in a room with the windows drawn scared Holy Spirit indwells them and then they are proclaiming what Christ has accomplished on their That's behalf. Right. There's also like, we won't talk about the, uh, how the sun is seen in the old Testament. You could, we don't have time to talk about it today, but like you get into Christophanies. And so there's belief that like, so for instance, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego mm-hmm. uh, are thrown into the, the furnace and there's four persons seen in the furnace mm-hmm. a yeah. lot of people believe that's a christophany that's the per the person of the sun with them 
So it's a pre-incarnate Christ in the, right. the furnace. And it happens um, a lot of times you see like an angel of the Lord or the... Yeah. So there's people that would argue that. We don't have time to argue that, but You're right. um, it's fun. It's fun to get into. Yeah. But that's the beauty is like it, the, the Trinity has never been a fractured thing. No. And there's, there's, there's errors in uh, theology where they have separated them, where it's like, well, the father's the old Testament dude. Jesus was the gospels. And then now we have the Holy spirit. It's right. like, no, 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 no. Right. They are still one God and father's still functioning in his role. And the son's yeah. still functioning in his role. And the Holy spirit is absolutely still functioning in his role. Right. And so in, in the, in the God becomes, we, he doesn't become more beautiful because he is, but to our minds, when we see that for what it is, the Trinity, yeah, it does something to us. Right. Yeah. As right. much as it hurts my mind, it is important to see it that way. Yeah. To see him as triune. Yeah. I love that. And our boy, Eric T. Oh, Eric T. He says it really well that within God, there's both unity and diversity. Yeah. Unity without uniformity, but diversity without division. I love it. And, and that's that's so helpful for us. And so I'm wondering, why why does God need three distinct roles? Like, mm. is, is God not so big, so capable, that he could have done it all as just one God, just one person? Why? What, what's the point of of doing it this way. And of course there, there's an element of mystery yeah. that we assume going into this conversation, but help, help me talk through the why with the Trinity. Um, yeah. So I, here's, here's where I had the thing earlier. I talked about understanding why remember I said earlier, we yeah. got to understand why, why there's three and one, right? The, Old Testament foreshadowing of the New Testament foreshadowing of the coming of Christ that not not that Christ was born but he's already existed he's already he always has existed mm -hmm. right so what we got to figure out is the story the storyline there's a story that's clearly wrote here and it's not about any of us that's it right it's a story we get to be a part of it but it's not about us right exactly and so understanding the story and understanding why the story took place is meaningful to understanding why we understand the Trinity. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like mm -hmm. I just Absolutely. confused a bunch of people probably. So <laughs> when we look at the father, again, I said the father, it, it was pleasing for the father that he, he created us through his son, right? For his glory. Right. Right. And because he created us for his son, through his son, for his glory, what we ended up doing is we ended up falling. That's the fall of man. So what did he do? The father was so loving that he sent his son. This is the basic concept of biblical Christianity. Right. He sent his son into the world that we may have salvation, right? We may, may be reconciled to the father. But the son was obedient to the father because they agree in one. So it's we have to understand right. the story. It couldn't have worked if there wasn't unity. Yeah. yeah. So the storyline of the unity is what we have to understand. It all goes back to the unity of who they are and the essence of God. So yeah. let, let's let's talk about the unity then, because obviously there's relational significance yeah. to there being three. That this has got to be a purposeful model, or God wouldn't have done it this way. God could have done it however He wanted, but this is the way that He's chosen to do this. And so I'm wondering, 
how how does this shape all of relationships for us? How does this help us understand whether you want to say teamwork yeah. or unity, um, understanding roles, the model it gives us for marriage? I mean, there's all kinds of things we can unpack here, but how does a right understanding, right. which that matters, a right yeah. understanding of the Trinity and and this relationship between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, how how does that impact relationships with this kind of unity? I think di like when you speak of diversity, we see Eastern culture, Western culture. I've had the privilege of working with people from Ethiopia, quite a few, um, as well as other countries as well. And what I, what I ended up finding out working with because here, here's the diversity we talk about diversity i'm over here we see our culture in america we don't need to dwell on that it is what it is and then we see <laughs> the culture in some of these other countries and we and we ask ourselves like how is it possible with our different cultures that we could have the same core belief hmm. right well and that's when we look at the doctrine of christianity we look at the person and the work of Jesus, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, all of it. And what we see is that we automatically have a distinct connection beyond words. Mm -hmm. There's there's no words to explain how I can sit down and start weeping and moping and talking about the Son and the Father with someone from another country, but yet know nothing about their culture, nor know anything about their writing, their their theology. Like essentially, we haven't discussed theology, we discussed the finished work of who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And when we understand unity, that we're from two totally different countries, but countries, but we're unified in our belief. Yeah. And I think that this this right here is the work of the the Trinity. The work of the Trinity is to unify believers in order that we may be obedient to the command of God. Mm -hmm. And if we're not unified through the Trinity, through the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, then we're not saved. And that, to me, I feel like in my walk with Christ is the most important thing I can, I can learn about the Trinity. Learning about the Trinity isn't understanding the head knowledge as much as it is the heart knowledge. We start growing in our relationship with Christ through our hearts. We start relating that with anyone in the world because he said that his name will be preached amongst all the nations. And, and I, I just, I find it, it's amazing to me how I can sit down and weep with a person that can't even speak English hmm. about the finished word, but they know the name of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like one, how the perfect community of the Trinity, like God is a perfect community. Um, yeah. And it's the importance of us. And we were created, we were created by a God who in, in his persons is Trinity and in his persons is yeah. unity and community. We're created for that. We're created to walk in that. But it's also like to understand why it's important to understand that there are three distinct persons with three distinct roles is to understand like correctly how yeah. God functions. Yes. Hmm. If not, we'll start having like wacky prayers, right? Like I'll start right. thanking the Father for dying on the cross for me or the Spirit. And it's like, no, 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 no. The Father sent the Son. Yeah. To, and it pleased the Father to crush his son. Yeah. Scripture tells us. Yep. Now, we know that it also anguished him. So like and that all this is like accomplished by Christ and empowered by the Spirit. And so like we see that 
And it's important to understand because this is how it affects, it affects like how we understand the person of Jesus and understands how we understand the Holy Spirit working within us and how they're all interconnected. Cause if not, then we just get into these weird like beliefs. And, and what happens is like, there's a lot of, uh, denominations that like to just uh get excited about one person right that's right so like there's denominations that are all fired up and they only love the spirit yeah yep and then there's other ones that are like well, forget the spirit he's weird let's go with the just jesus yeah and then somehow the father's left out of that and the, and the holy spirit's uh looked at as this like odd uncle at the family reunion that you just kind of like try to stay away from and it's like no no no, no. they are all glorifying God in the beginning we were not like and this is the beauty we were not created as a fulfillment to something God needed yeah like he is in of himself perfect yeah and is glorified in of himself yeah but we've been invited into the story for his glory yeah and um and so I I just think it's beautiful to see like as much as the Trinity is a complex mystery it is also such beauty as we dive into it yeah. to see how the Trinity even works and how we have our scripture and, um, and all the ways it plays out in, in the role of the household and, and all this kind of things. So like we could go, we could spend like there's scholars that give their whole lives to trying to understand this. Right. right? So yep. we're not going to accomplish uh, a lot in a 40 minute podcast. Right. But, <laughs> but it's the beauty of, of doing this together and trying to figure it out that's and right. also going, I don't know. Like, that's a great question. I just don't know Yeah, how it always plays out. Yeah. Well, you, you made mention to this, so I'm taking a slight detour on this question. So you're talking about like, if we don't have right understanding of roles within the Trinity, then we mm. can kind of get in this. I believe the term you used was whacked out prayers. Does that sound about right? Yeah. It sounds about, <laughs> it sounds out, like dude. the BB translation. Yeah. Whacked just out as prayers. theological as I hoped it would be. So, so I'm, I'm wondering then <laughs> if our prayers can get quote unquote, um, whacked out. So w- would you say that there is a right way to approach the Trinity in prayer? So yeah. does that mean that certain needs that I present to God should be addressed appropriately? Is it wrong for me to address the wrong person? Help me unpack that. The answer is yes. Now, let me expound upon that. I think there is grace. Like, I don't think the Holy Spirit, I don't think the, I don't think God is in heaven going, God, they prayed to the wrong person. Right. I'm not listening. Right. Um, but, but, we want to be, so I think for, um, there's ignorance that is covered in grace, right? But the reality is to be a disciple of Christ, the word disciple means to be a learner. Yeah. And so we should always be growing in our understanding of who God is, how, uh, and how he relates to us. Yeah. So I want to be able to pray the way that God wants us to pray. Mm-hmm. Like, and so when I look at scripture, <clears throat> I Jesus teaches us how to pray. Yeah. What what a gift that is too, by the way. Yeah. Like that so he tells us to pray to our father. Mm-hmm. We see it even in when John, uh the Gospel of John, we see the, how Jesus prays, the yeah. high priestly prayer. Right. And so I'm gonna pray to my father through the son, 
by the power of the Holy yeah. Spirit. Yeah. And so I think that's important. And I'm and then giving and giving like credit to where credit's due. So yeah. Jesus has accomplished my salvation. Right. The Father initiated that. The that was it was the Father's plan. Yep. For the beginning of time, we see it in Acts four. We see it throughout Scripture. We see it in Isaiah, like this idea of the Father's plan was for the Son to stand in our place. Yeah. And so, I want to thank the Father for like initiating this. I want to thank and I want to thank Jesus for standing in my place, and I want to thank the Holy Spirit for indwelling me, for guiding me, for convicting me, for gifting me. Like, yeah, that's the beauty is the Holy Spirit is, is not just like the weird, like the supernatural weird things that we can't like put our mind to. <laughs> I like how BB said But that it's right. the idea of like, he, he's the one that has given me the gift. Like, so I believe God's given me the gift of teaching. Right. Sure. And that is only by the Holy Spirit. If you would have known me before salvation, the fact that I'm teaching anyone or standing and talking to yeah. anyone yeah. is a miracle. So I, I do think it is important. I think there's grace. Yep. But we should never be a people that just plead ignorance for the rest of our lives. Yeah. yeah. That's super helpful. I think um, me and Kelsey, actually, we, we, we expounded upon that. Yeah. As we went over this. And, and BB, I think you hit the nail on the head. Being empowered by the Holy Spirit. And we have, you know, G Jesus is our intermediator to God. Yeah. Um, because if we're honest with ourselves, we can't stand before a holy, righteous God. That's right. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, I'll read real quick. I'll read in Romans eight, which we love Romans eight, right? Paul, he, he talks about the spirit. He says, likewise, the spirit helps us in our weaknesses hmm. uh, for we do not know how to pray as we ought. Yeah. And, and, th and that's a, that's a fear. That's a fear that people face. Yeah. Especially publicly. Yeah. They, because they're, they're afraid of what others may think. So we don't know how to praise God, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words that we can't even express in word. Yeah, what we're what we're spiritually drained and what we're spiritually dealing with. Yeah, so the Spirit has to intercede on our behalf. Yeah, because yeah. we can't. Yeah, and like when we start to see that, we start to understand this mm. is the the empowering of the Holy Spirit. This is the working of the Holy Spirit. And the more that we grow in our faith, the more we grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ, the more Jesus, the, the Father, reveals to us how to pray in our walk with Him. Yeah. Like as, as you go up to, if you're a public speaker, you know, I've learned, I've learned this preaching going up and, and, and I have to say a prayer that I pray that I'm empowered by the Spirit, that the Spirit leads and not me. That you actually let the spirit take over and everything that you've been poured in, you let it back out. Right. Yeah. So it's it's this idea of of the spirit interceding and it searches our hearts. See, that's the thing I was telling is the heart knowledge, right? Right. It right. searches our hearts and knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Yeah. So our heart. It all goes back to our heart in order to truly understand the Trinity and the working of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we must have a heart change. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and that's just it. It's it's the process of of sanctification too. Yeah. Of you know, Courtney said it in our last podcast, but how foolish are we to get to a place where we believe that this stuff's just gonna come to me overnight. Right. Or that I'm all of a sudden just gonna look like Jesus. 
Right. Like, like who do I think I am that I'm not going to have to wait on the father? <laughs> Hello. You have not fully arrived, right? Right. Yeah. But but sometimes yep. I think that we, we feel like this is something we should be able to, in general, mm. one, wrap our minds around, but two, I should be able to understand it the moment that I... <laughs> Yeah. I've been saved. It's like, no, th- these yeah. are things that we are meant to wrestle with because yeah. God is so, so much bigger than our understanding. Yeah. So as BB's said over and over, like his bigness doesn't give us the cop out to not do the work to know him. Right. But we've also got to have some peace with the mystery of I'm never meant to fully understand this. No. And that should bring me peace. Yeah. That he is not a God that can be fully understood by, by the human mind. And so yeah. I don't know if you already have something specific for ask another question, BB. Well, I just love to like, we see it too, that Jesus, like, so Jesus is at the right hand of the father. And I love the book of Hebrews yeah. where it's ma- like, Jesus is our great high priest. Yeah. And uh, it says in uh, chapter 7, verse 25, it says, Consequently, he is able to save the uttermost, those who draw near to God through him. Through so him. we're drawn near to God through Jesus since he, always, listen, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Yep, there's that word. So there's the beauty of like, even in that, um, like to use your imagination. So we know that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. He's seated because his work is accomplished, yeah. which is a, another thing we'll get into in later weeks. But the beauty yeah. that Christ is, his work is done. Salvation is done. And he is pleading, he's making intercession to the Father on my behalf, on your behalf, on whoever's listening to this behalf. That's amazing. And then the Spirit's doing it too. Yeah, The Spirit's living in me. He's groaning when I don't know, like the idea of like, he's, I love the language Paul's using there groans too deep for words like yeah there's words the spirit's like it's not dumb but like <laughs> it's and i just love it too at the end of the day we have to let we have to rest in this is a mystery yeah as more yeah. we devour the scripture we're going like our eyes will be opened more but i'm going to rest in the fact and i've said it many times but and i've, I've I, it robbed it from matt chandler but the apostle paul is, is varsity level christian yeah i'm yeah. jv level like maybe not even JV. I'm like C team. Like I'm on the sixth grade, fourth like fourth street. Elementary school, BB. Yeah, elementary. Maybe. I was trying to be <laughs> a little bit graceful to myself, but <laughs> graceful. But Blake uh, didn't let you. That's that's but a good. But if Paul brother. calls it a mystery, sorry, <laughs> I know the banter is great. But if Paul calls it a mystery, I have to rest in the fact that it's a mystery. Yep. Yeah. So I can, yeah. I can sh- like, and what I've loved about established, what I love, if your church, if you're not a part of Chestnut Church and your church doesn't do this kind of education based teaching with theology and community roundtables, yeah, my man, I would, I would challenge you to be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, JT English wrote a book called Deep Discipleship. Yeah. They they yeah. model it really well, but um, I love having the conversations where people are like they're they're like almost frustrated. Right. As they're trying, to, and I get to go, listen, listen, the spirit will reveal in time. You can, as you strive through this, go to bed tonight knowing the spirit's reveal what he wanted to reveal. Yeah. Because yeah. you've, as long as you've been dependent on him. And uh, there's, there's good news in that. So as hard as this is to understand, 
rest assured that he is still good no matter yeah. if right. it hurts your mind or That's not. That's right. Well, let, let's get more practical then. If I'm thinking about the Trinity in daily life, what should that do to me? How should that change the way I live? Should it? Should it change the way I do my daily life if I rightly understand the Trinity? I, yeah, as you understand the roles of the Trinity, you're gonna under, your prayer life will change. Yeah, your understanding of your dependence on uh, I can't do anything apart from the Holy Spirit empowering me through the work of Jesus for the Father's glory and the, God's glory. So, um, yeah, I I think more it's more of a um, it's more of the revelation of who He is working out in your day to day life. Right. So like. Yeah. Um, for me, practically, what it looks like is my prayer life has changed. Yeah. Or I'm reading, like I'm as I'm reading the scripture, I'm seeing the Trinity play out. Yeah. Throughout scripture, and that's what I love. Like when I'm reading the Old Testament, like I get to read about the hero who Jesus is the hero of the story. Yeah. Right. Like I'm gonna read David and Goliath as David or Jesus is the greater David. Yeah. When I'm reading about Moses, I'm going to see that Jesus is the greater Moses. Yeah. Whoever the hero of the story is, Jesus is the greater than. Hmm. Those stories were never meant to be about how we in our flesh can be the hero, but to point us to there's a, there's a greater hero coming. So yeah. I, I, as we start seeing that and then seeing that the Trinity is just like, like they're just pointing to each other and fired up about one another, right? So the Holy Spirit never talks about the Holy Spirit. Hmm talks about jesus right the thought like when you look at the baptism of jesus like this is my son in whom i'm well pleased and the, the spirit descends on him and it's like jesus is the hero of the story he is the centerpiece of all of yeah. scripture that's right and then to see the beauty though of how the father has initiated this and the spirit is empowering empowering all the things that are accomplished through jesus so yeah that's yeah. uh that's good bb i you know talking about Jesus being the center point that you know we by glorifying Jesus by by when Jesus came and he gave us the word by being obedient to the word not not works right faith mm-hmm. right because our works are nothing more than a product of our faith right just like our, our our disobedience will be a product of our disbelief so we we see that by our faith in Christ in Christ right yeah. that we're able to walk obedient and upright before God right and Paul and this was what I spoke on last night talks about running the race running the race right that yeah. we're empowered that he gave us a helper the Holy Spirit to empower us that we may walk right well I say walk because I run and then I'm like okay I need to start learning how to walk yeah and but if we're not careful we sprint we yeah. sprint yeah. full full speed to the father yeah. we fall flat on our face yeah. and the next thing you know we're like at the altar, like, and we don't even know how to pray, right? Yeah. That this is Absolutely. like what this is like. How many times have I fell in the altar, being wherever you are in that moment? You know, it's the altar that's on your heart, right? You fall straight to your face, and so I think that Jesus being the Lord of our life and and focusing everything around the finished work of Christ, I think if we can do that, I think everything else kind of lines up. And and that's just it is that that's why the oneness of the Trinity matters that while they have the three different roles, like 
the Father is glorified through the work of yeah. the Son. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit is our helper. The only way I'm able to understand it. Yeah. And I barely understand it, it feels like. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So so let's get down to the heart of it all. What what do you say to the person that is deeply wrestling, deeply struggling to make sense of any of this Trinity talk to understand like what does it mean? What the heck am I supposed to do with it? Like what what's some encouragement that we could give to the person that's listening to this and feels like it's clear as mud? Mm-hmm. Uh welcome. Welcome. Love welcome it. to Love welcome it. to it. Uh I would also say like um it'd be fun for us to say our favorite uh wrong analogy of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Because we all have them, right? We all have yeah. the analogies that we've tried to use to explain the Trinity. Yep. Um, of it's peanut butter jelly sandwich. It's an egg. It's water in three forms. It's a three leaf clover. Mm-hmm. And the reality is those all fall short and really lead us to ancient heresies. Um, don't let that scare you. God's gracious. The reality <laughs> is, um, I think I think how we explain it and how we comfort people that are struggling through it is by just giving the definition because the word Trinity is not in scripture. Right. To let that cat out of the bag. Um, but the concept of the Trinity is there. We see it as, as we read the whole counsel of God. We see that God is Trinity. Yeah. And so I would just say like, we believe in one God and three distinct persons, mm. one yeah. essence, three persons and, and let, and let that be the clarity yeah. And then the wrestle of the mystery. Mm-hmm. So the, my my encouragement is keep reading, keep looking, and keep discussing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't let this be a complex mystery that um, paralyzes you or yeah. frustrates you to the point where you're just over it. And it's like, well, it's not important. I'm, all right, I'll say he's Trinity, but I don't understand it. No, 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 keep going. Yeah. Wherever you are in your journey, keep going. Yeah. Um, because I will say this, even the, the most, um, esteemed and with all the credentials of a Trinity scholar, they still are, they still are struggling through parts of it. That's right. Um, but we can, but for me, the most helpful thing is the father initiates, the son accomplishes and the Holy Spirit empowers. And that understanding of how that works and then how, but how they're one, like that's a mystery and I just got to let it be. But how they their roles yep. is super helpful to me. Yep. Yeah, um, new believers, man, that's tough. You know, um, I think that if I were to if I were to talk about a new believer, Kelsey, if you want me to be, I'm going to be honest. Please I have do. to be honest. Yeah. I would say that as a new believer, their main focal point should be just simply on the finished work of Christ. Yeah. Mm. It should. It really. The Trinity, they'll understand the Trinity if they focus on who Jesus is. That's really good, Blake. Okay, and and I feel like I feel like if if we're not careful um, in our earlier walks, sprints in our early, earlier sprints because I sprinted full speed when I got saved. I don't know about other people. Oh yeah, but uh, I feel like I've been crawling. Are you just my brain? I, I think I think I like sprinted, BB, and then like I tripped and I fell. <laughs> right, I fell really hard and I was down for the count. 
And then there was like a couple of brothers that kind of like came along in the race awesome. and were like, hey man, come on, get back up, right? Like you got to get up and finish this thing. Yeah. And, uh, and the encouragement. Yeah, that's for another time. But anyway, so <laughs> yeah, a new that's believer, it. I think that um, it's really important for them to focus on Christ and who he is. And as they focus on Christ and as they focus on the teachings of Christ, the Trinity will be revealed. That's right. Okay. Like they'll read in the gospel of John and Hilton and, you know, 14 and 15, you know, I'm in the father and the father is in me and we agree in one and they'll read these things and they'll learn that wait, wait, well, hold on, wait, however they want. But the spirit will reveal that in their hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it, and it yeah. will be beyond words. It will be, it's still a mystery like PB says. And I think for these new believers that reading the gospels, digging into the gospels, praying and asking Jesus by the power of his Holy Spirit, asking asking the Father, however you pray, it's confusing, he'll he'll reveal himself to you. And because the Absolutely. scripture says, you know, no one knows the Father except the Son, and no one knows oh, I think I just confused myself. No one knows the Father except the Son, and no one knows the Son except for who the Son chooses to reveal himself That's to. Right. I believe is how it is. Um so he will reveal himself to you if you're saved. Right. Right. And I would follow that up and say, if you're listening and this has been overwhelming for you or confusing to you, um, you're, you're not alone. Yeah. Like the three of us at this table having this conversation are also still confused by the mystery of it. And, (laughs) and, and that's really good news for us. But I would say equally be encouraged that if the name given to the Holy spirit is that he is the helper, Mm shouldn't that imply to us that we weren't meant to understand it apart from him? That's That's good. Like that, that's, that's who he is. It's what he's supposed to do. Yeah. So if I am trying to buy into role clarity that comes within the Trinity, at what point Kelsey, do you let him do his job? Yeah. Right. And, and the thing (laughs) is he's in the same way we talk about God's not hiding from us. It's not like the Holy spirit's withholding himself. It, how, how much am I willing to allow him to help? So I would, mm-hmm. I would say, whoever you are listening, wherever you are in in this journey with Christ, like be encouraged. You weren't meant to figure this out in isolation, and you weren't meant to figure this out on your own. That's You've right. been given a helper, and apart from him, there is no understanding of this. Yeah, who yeah. calls us to live in community? That's right. So this is the beauty of it. It's the beauty of it. We have, like Jesus said, I'm sending my my helper my holy spirit and you will do greater things than even i yeah <laughs> wait, wait. that is the craziest statement <laughs> but it, it's yeah. the truth it's true and my so Lord. like to think about that that the holy like jesus when he was in flesh on earth was limited yeah. by time and space because he was human yeah and he has sent his spirit into the world to breathe forth the the good news of the accomplished work of Christ, man. And so, man, like, so I would just if you are like struggling through this, like, welcome, welcome to the journey, welcome to the struggle. That's right. Yeah. Uh, through all doctrine, we are going to wrestle. Yeah. Because we are trying to wrap our minds around the divine, and so we get the rest of our lives, we get the rest of eternity to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks be to God that He's given us His Word that we could know Him. That's so, right. That's yeah. right. And I want to go back to this quote. And this quote is in reference to the monotheism of God in reference to truly the way that we easily fall into idol worship. But I feel like it's, it's the right way to bring our attention back to the why. 
is that because there is only one God, he alone should be the ultimate object of our affections. He alone deserves absolute allegiance and obedience. He deserves wholehearted love because nothing compares with him. That's good. And I love that, that even in the mystery of it, when I settle into, if I, if I allow myself to be okay with the fact that I can't understand, and that's a really freeing yeah. place to be when yeah. we allow ourselves For to sure. be there. But when I settle into that, I also get the opportunity to recognize if God was a God that I could understand, how could he be worthy of worship? Yeah. That's right. And instead it flips the script for me and says, there is no one else that is worthy yeah. of all allegiance, of all obedience, of all worship and God himself. That's so good. And that's God, the father, God, the son and God, the Holy spirit. Yeah. And it's better because he's done it this way. That's good. And man, that's good news for us. So I'm, I'm thankful yeah. for these conversations. I'm thankful to talk through yeah. hard things, talk through misunderstanding and also walk away with the peace that I still don't have it figured out and I'm not going to, mm. but I'm relying on the Holy spirit to continue revealing himself as he sanctifies. And that's good news that like yeah. Blake has said over and yeah. over, it wasn't meant to be a sprint. It's a marathon. Yeah. It's going to take time and he will reveal as he sees fit. That's it. And so I'm relieved by that. So good. So be encouraged, be encouraged. Yeah. Yeah. I want to thank both of y'all for allowing me to come on here and speak. I think my nerves like were really tested higher than they ever have. <laughs> I been love today, it. Right. I like, love it. um, Kelsey's like, Hey, we're going to go do a podcast. What? what? And I'm just, <laughs> you and BB. No, you're coming. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, we appreciate you being that. on here. Yeah. One, like one, just to thank Blake too. Like, uh, if listeners, you don't know Blake, he, uh, he leads our celebrate recovery ministry here yeah. at the church and is doing a phenomenal job. Okay. And, uh, man, we're just thankful. We're thankful for your, your wisdom. We're thankful for your, your passion and, yeah. uh, man, keep going. Cause the, the lives that are going to be affected because of your, uh, your passion, but also desperation to know God more That's right. is going is, yeah. The ripple effect is going to be amazing. So I appreciate you, man. I appreciate that. And uh, one quick thing, BB, you just said it, and you always say it before you teach on um, Wednesday nights at Established. Um, he always says, "Look, this knowledge is good for us to learn mm. uh, who God is and learn about God, and it's necessary." Um, he goes, "But let's use this knowledge." To, to, to change our hearts That's and our right. affections yeah. for Christ. And, um, and I, man, I really, I have to say that that affection for Christ, that love and that, uh, that zeal that we have for Christ is the best thing we can have in order for mm-hmm. us to fully understand the knowledge. That's right. Yep. That's so. good. Good word. Man. man. This was fun. I love my this. brain hurts, but yeah, this was fun. I know. Can't wait to take a brain break, but this was, this was rich. And we just encourage you is if you've heard it said over and over again in here, just keep going, Yeah, keep going and, and find some contentment in the tension of your misunderstanding. Yeah. It's okay that you fall short. It's tension okay that you don't understand, but trust the helper is going to reveal Yeah, as he sees fit. And I got to trust that if he hasn't revealed it to me yet, it ain't time for me to know. So, yeah. <laughs> so friends, thanks for tuning in and go slow, get low and fix your eyes on Jesus. We love you guys. Ooh.